1: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right,
2: everybody, welcome back in. We roll till three today. It's our second hour. Going to be fun now because we're going to talk some Major League Baseball with SB Nation, Mark Normadin. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Mark, good afternoon to you, pal. Hey, how's it going? We're doing great. Uh, let's start first with uh, the local teams here. Trent is a big Twins fan, and he said on the show last week that they'll never be in first place again. It was over. It was done. The season was history <laughs> toast. See you, wouldn't want to be you. So here they are, back in first place in the Central Division. Is Trent just a fan being a fan, or is he on to something?
3: I mean, I think it's safe. It's probably the safe path to discount the Twins a little bit. Uh, you know, they might be pretty good, uh, but after the way, you know, the team isn't much different than it was a year ago, so you could see them going into kind of a slide, even though they're, you know, there's no reason they should be as bad as they were last year. Uh, but, you know, all it takes is a couple of weeks that go the wrong way. Um, look at, like, the 2010 Padres, the example I, I like going to. Um, you know, that's a team that had a lot of things go together, and when you, you really looked at it, you're like, oh, it makes sense that this is a good team. But they just had a real bad stretch, lost ten games in a row, and like that was it. There was no recovery. Uh, the twins aren 't quite in that position, especially with Yale Central being so up in the air. Um, I have no rooting interest in it so i 'm kind of hoping whoever wins that division finishes under five hundred be fun <laughs>
4: that's great we've we 've been uh, very close to that in the past. The Padres in one of those years are one of those teams uh, the cardinals it went eighty three and seventy nine went on to win the World Series that season. Uh, certainly can happen mark. With this Twins team, uh, it is Jose Barrios. Uh, He'll take the mound again tonight against Chris Sale. You gonna find a better pitching matchup tonight than that one? That should be a lot of fun this evening.
3: I mean, that seems like the one. Sale has kind of hit another level, uh, which makes you think all those, all that talk about the White Sox catchers being so bad—they were dragging down White Sox pitchers. You know, looks looks pretty credible. Uh, Just seeing Sale hasn't really changed much else except for who he's throwing to and. And he's back to being that version of himself, the one worth, you know, trading huge prospects for. Uh, Barrios has really kind of really kind of come out of nowhere and I mean, maybe not to twins fans, but you know, in the kind of larger national scale. So it's cool that he gets this opportunity to face Chris Dale uh, and really in like a spotlight matchup while the twins are in mm-hmm. first against the Red Sox team that's doing real well. Uh, it's a good moment for both the twins and Barrios.
2: Um, let's go then to the Cubs. Their struggles continue, up, down, and all around. Now they will play against the top team in the East, uh, aside from the Dodgers. Well, they're the top team in the East. The Dodgers, the best team in the West. The Washington Nationals. And this evening, the Nats will say hello, and they are 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're just kind of muddling through, I suppose, the last 85-plus games that are remaining since they have a nine-game lead. Will this spark Washington to try to get it back going again so they can get on a winning streak? Because it is the defending world champion, Chicago
3: Cubs. It feels like a good time. That bullpen in Washington is so bad. Did you see the story about the guy with his obituary?
2: No. What What do you got?
3: He put in his obituary that uh, the co- you know his cause of death was watching the Nationals blow another lead.
1: <laughs> that's great.
2: Okay, good stuff.
3: So yeah, if people are putting that in their obituaries because they're like, yeah, really going to make a point. Maybe maybe make uh, that trade for David Robertson that's been rumored for like eighteen months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to do something. Nine game lead sounds great. Uh, but the biggest help they have in the NL East right now is that everyone else over there is terrible, uh, even more than the nine-game lead. It's hard to see someone coming up to punish them, but you know this is a team designed for a first-round exit again with that bullpen. So, yeah, the Cub, facing the Cubs, even if the Cubs aren't, you know, the team from last year, it's a, it's a pretty good time to turn it on if you're gonna.
4: You mentioned the bullpen for the Nats, and it's not just like it's a spot or two, or or just a closer spot. I mean, Kota Glover, Blake Trinan. Sean Kelly, Joe Blanton, uh, you know, they're pulling guys off the scrap heap, hoping for something here. Anything. One move, is that going to be enough for the Nationals, or is it going to be if it is a guy like Robertson and still probably going to need a couple more tweaks as well?
3: Yeah, they should spend pretty much all of July just finding a new bullpen. Just find a new bullpen. Um, You know, they had a few years ago where it was like, oh, we'll trade this reliever, we'll trade this reliever because there's plenty of depth, and that's fine. That's a good strategy. It's just such a different place they're in now where and They have nobody. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. They traded for Melanson a year ago because they needed bullpen help, yeah. and then they didn't chase them during the off season.
0: Right.
3: So now they're, you know, it's like they're worse off than they were.
4: Back to the Cubs for a moment with you, as we're talking right now with Mark Normandin. Uh, they send down Schwarber. They still are waiting for that spark. You know, Jim was talking about this series with the Nats. Maybe this can get it going. We're almost halfway through the season now, and we're still waiting for that ignition switch to be flipped for the Cubs. Do you think this is more just what it's going to be, inconsistency, some young guys that have had the highest of highs now and, and looking at a full season of 162, this is going to be the likelihood? Or do you see a big streak coming for this Cubs team?
3: I don't think I see a big streak. Uh, you know, they're one of those teams that really it depends on what they do with the trade deadline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, most of the things that are wrong with the Cubs are realistic concerns. So, like, oh, the rotation's not as good as it was a year ago? Like, well, you know, the Mets know about that. Every team that's ever had a great rotation carries into success in Major League Baseball knows about that. It doesn't necessarily carry over to the next season. Uh, And a lot of the concerns are legitimate. I mean, John Lackey is 39 years old and not pitching as well. Well, You know, you can't really reasonably expect a huge turnaround for that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Jake has put a ton of mileage on his arm after not really pitching a lot for years and years and years. You know, maybe that's starting to be a problem. Uh, You know, Hendricks, guys like that, it's not like he had a huge sustained run of success before he was a big deal last year, and they even limited his inning uh, to make him look even better than he was.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: even Kyle Schwarber, as depressing as it is because he's so much fun to watch, I think people kind of have inflated what he did in 2015 mm-hmm. because of his return in the World Series. He was a pretty good bat. He wasn't a world-changing bat, and before he tore his knee to shreds, he was already in a position where he was going to have to hit and hit and hit to make up for his defense. Right. So, you know, he's not necessarily like the magic bullet for them ever again.
2: The the question that was raised uh, in Chicago was they were trying to use Schwarber as a way to let everybody else on the roster know, hey, look, if you struggle, we're going to send you back to Des Moines. Uh, I never saw it like that. Look, he's hitting a buck seventy-one. He sucks, so he needed to come back here, try to get his head screwed back on straight, and then go back up and do what Kyle Schwarber did. Uh, do you think you think this is being way overplayed in Chicago, or is everybody in panic mode?
3: I think there's there's panic seeping in. Uh, you know, you spend a couple months telling people it's too early to panic, and then nothing changes, and the Brewers stay in first place, and. Yeah, start to get a little antsy. Uh, I don't know if Schroeder will work as a message. just because, man, he was really playing real poorly. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's just clearly got some work left to do. He's not the first guy ever to have a pretty good partial debut season right? and then struggle and fail to adjust. So, And who knows what, uh, to what extent the injury plays into it. You know, There's a lot going on there. That's a, that is a career-changing injury.
4: So the uh, Cardinals still have not been able to gain traction. A a terrible start, a great run afterwards. And now they're mired back under five hundred, chasing the Brewers and the Cubs. Uh, The Cardinals today, they call back up Randall Grychik after an injury to Dexter Fowler, putting him on the DL here. Lost season for the Cardinals and come trade deadline time, are they maybe looking at an overhaul in St. Louis?
3: They're kind of in a similar situation to the Blue Jays where their start was poor enough in so many ways. That they really can't afford another another stretch dragging them down, and yet they've already had you know a second stretch that saw them fall back in the standings. They're trying to chase the Cubs and the Brewers. It's uh, it's really a lot for them. Uh, I'm not sure how much they have to sell and how much they have to overhaul, mm-hmm. but it's the Cardinals. They tend to be pretty creative with this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, they dealt Matt Adams, and for in the in a rare instance, I'm kind of regretting that. Uh, it seems like he's hitting pretty well with the brace now.
2: With Milwaukee leading the division, and it's like nobody really wants to, like, quit here. Uh, Even Cincinnati, eight games out, but they don't have enough to really be a factor. Pittsburgh is making a run finally. Uh, Is it still, right now as you look at the Central, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Milwaukee, or do you keep the Cardinals within striking distance?
3: I think within striking distance, but it's tough because the only route to the playoffs for any of those teams is probably the wild card. Okay. I mean, not probably the division, sorry. Because uh, the West has enough going on right now, as long as the Rockies don't fall off. Mm-hmm. like That might be where both of the wild card teams come from. So um, it depends on how aggressive those teams are at the deadline. I'd be interested to see if the Brewers just kind of play it safe with who they have, or if they add, if the Cardinals decide that they're just going to wait until next year maybe sell a little bit where they can uh, to kind of reload a little. And even what the Cubs are going to do, if they're going to stand pat and hope that they already have the talent or if they're going to be really aggressive like they were a year ago.
4: Last thing for me, and I'll I'll let Jim finish up with you here as we're talking with Mark Norman in SB Nation with a look across baseball. Mark, you got one guy. You can take Cody Bellinger. You can take Aaron Judge. You're starting your team from scratch. Who are you taking?
3: Uh... Bellinger probably just because he's younger. That's honestly the only, yeah, the only thing. He's he's 21. Uh, Judge is great. Judge is a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, both the numbers are better than probably what they're going to be. Um, Bellinger being younger, though, you know, not quite in his peak years, just, just gives you that little extra tease. So,
2: will you are you excited for Home Run Derby now that Stanton says he's going to defend his title? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I hope they give us confirmation that the uh, the dinger machine is going to go off every single time <laughs> when I hit the home run. That would that would really make me very excited for the Derby. But, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I like the rule changes they did last year. Uh, it's faster paced. You know, everything just kept moving along. Which yes, is, the home run Derby shouldn't be a slog, and they managed to turn it into a slog. Yeah.
2: So, I'll let you go on this. Is the freeze in Atlanta one of the best promotions you've seen in years?
3: It's so good. He lost already, right? Though
2: yeah, he's lost a couple times. Yeah. They they gave guys too big of a head start.
3: <laughs> that's that's fun though. That, it's nice that it has to be like okay, we have to make it ridiculously unfair for our guy to lose. Yeah. If there's even a shred of it being like equal, you're gonna lose.
2: Yeah. They the guy the the one guy he lost to he freeze caught him like right at the right at the wire. The guy was like a step in front of him, and that was it. But they gave him. I mean the. I mean, he was three-quarters the way there before they even sent the freeze.
3: It's worth it just for that guy who thought the crowd was cheering for him
2: uh-huh. and it turned is. around yeah. to, like,
3: pump them up and then fell in his face. That, I that know, that's the best. the best. That it's, was the best.
4: Hey, one more quick thing. I, I lied to you, Mark. Tim Tebow gets a promotion. Good point here. Joke. Uh, as a baseball writer, as a baseball fan, Mark, your takeaway from this?
3: I wish people would stop clicking on articles yeah. about Tim Tebow because then I could stop writing articles yep. about Tim Tebow. <laughs> I know. Um, but I mean I don't really care. I think what's amazing about that is the Mets were considering sending sending into double A. Um instead of just skipping high A.
5: Right.
3: But I don't know. Maybe they maybe they realize they can sell some Saint Lucie jerseys before they uh before they try and sell some double A ones.
2: That's probably a good point right there, because they own the uh Port Saint Lucie team. So that's money in their pocket where they didn't own the one in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Good point. Nice stuff. Always good to talk to you, Mark. You have a great week. You too. See Same you. Time. There you go. Mark Norman, Major League Baseball, SB Nation. Jimmy TC. it's the Big Talker, 1700.
1: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick,
4: or drywall? Or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues.
6: Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today.
1: find hot 4th of July savings at G&L Clothing. Get great deals on chaps, polo shirts, pocket t-shirts and Lord Daniel polos. Ladies Carhartt women's v-neck t-shirts are also on sale. The deals are hot at G&L Clothing, 1801 Ingersoll. Open Monday, Wednesday and Thursday nights till 8.
5: Mmm, who doesn't love cupcakes? And at Molly's Cupcakes, you can create your own. Pick a cake flavor, choose a frosting, then dress it up with toppings and sprinkles from our sprinkle station. At Molly's Cupcakes, choose from dozens of flavors of cakes and frostings well as cheesecakes, cookies, bars, pies, and more, including vegan and gluten-free choices. Molly's Cupcakes, 215 East Third Street in Des Moines East Village. A proud member of the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce, the only five-star accredited chamber in central Iowa. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave 2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave 2037. So he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots.
2: You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401K can make a big difference later. Put away a few
7: bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org.
5: Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine, because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
1: Local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non return other and conditions apply. Call for details offerings ends Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jem and Trent. All right, we're going to have some fun now
2: because Ryan Van Bibber's on the show. He is a stand up comedian, and you'll. Oh no, it's the wrong Ryan Van Bibber. Uh, different, different. Uh, SB Nation with the National Football League. It's always great though when he comes on our program. He joins us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Ryan, good afternoon. Hey, how are you? See, I told you he was full of life. Here he is right now. <laughs> hey, Ryan, well, I, I've had yeah. enough kombucha today. Yeah, so. <laughs> hey, Ryan, how come we are really not hearing much about the NFL for a change? Uh, off season. Nobody's really, well, one guy, but we'll get into that in a moment. But there hasn't been an awful lot of stories during downtime right now on the NFL. I would think the league office is ecstatic.
6: Yeah, you'd think. And then, you know, this is the same league that wants to have a primetime show on, a, on cable television to, uh, to announce its, uh, its schedule. So I, I can't, I, I suspect it's a catch-22 for them. They're glad there's no Ray Rice. There's no arrest in the news but you know they're not they're uh they're taking a they're they're getting the 3b part of the page here
4: you know it is football 365 24 7 it seems like it's always in the spotlight but this is the quiet time right now what would be a good story What what would be something the nfl could do right now to generate some headlines get themselves back in the news because Well, we know the NFL loves to always be in the
3: news.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, league-wise, they're just at a weird position where there's not a lot the league can do. They've had the owners' meetings. They've kind of, you know, I think they wanted to retreat a little bit after doing the Vegas thing with the Raiders this spring. So I think that there's, you know, there's not much rule-wise they can do. So they're just kind of laying low, thankful nobody's getting arrested. And, you know, I think if if there was any league news that, you know, you could kind of, obviously you've got the, you know the deadline coming up for the franchise tag guys Mm -hmm. on July 17th um you know I was just talking about this with somebody earlier I wonder if we'll see any sort of movement on a new Aaron Rodgers contract uh this summer I mean it's they don't have to do anything obviously the Packers they've got three years left with Aaron's contract now so but you know it's it's a weird world when Derek Carr is the I mean, not to not to take anything away from Derek Carr. No, I it's got you. The yeah, paid quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is the fifth highest paid quarterback. So. Well,
2: well, here's the other thing: when you tie that into the Raiders, normally <laughs> they always have people in trouble, and they're trying to change their image as well to be wholesome. What in the wide, wide world of sport is going on here? <laughs>
6: I, it's just topsy turvy, man. I, I'm telling you, it's a uh, it's crazy. I, they're they're good now, and they've got to You know, they've they've got to kind of. Tell the fans in Oakland to to try to convince them to buy tickets and come to games for at least two more two or three more years here before they say goodbye and go to Vegas.
4: So, well, uh, yeah, the 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 Raiders are going to have a difficult look out there in Oakland. Speaking of difficult looks, uh, a team that you know very well when they're in St. Louis, the Rams. <laughs> they're dropping attendance by 10,000. Still plenty of good seats available, hey, good though. Good seats available. To watch the Rams. What a disaster is this in your mind?
6: Yeah, I mean, has there ever been a team more hyped to move to a new city and then just consistently? I mean, like, they're playing, they play the move to the new city like they play football. It's just, it's constantly a flub after flub after flub. You may get into new throwback uniforms and they're ugly. I mean, they yes. don't helmets don't match the jerseys. It's just, I mean, you get the whole, they moved to L.A. and the team stinks. You fire the head coach that you hired to, because he could help you move to L.A. It's just, I mean, the defense that used to be a strength of your team, and now that it stinks. It's just, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They just can't seem
2: to get it right. Well, I think they were just hoping that when they get the new stadium done and all of the components that will be around it, housing and shopping and everything else, that's where they're going to make their money.
6: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's Stan Kroenke's M.O. I mean, the football team is just sort of a, it's a, you know, it's like the deli at a supermarket. It's just there to bring you in to spend
2: some money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be the sideshow on weekends. (laughs) You know, everything else, everything else will be the show during the week. And then if there's a game, that's the sideshow. I'll tell you what else, too, is that I think because the Chargers are going to play in that soccer stadium that seats like Mm -hmm. 30,000, I think people are more jacked up about that because they're going to be so much closer to the action, and the Chargers actually have a chance to win a few games.
6: Yeah, and that's just it. The Chargers are good. I mean, the Chargers look good. The Chargers are one of those teams in the, I know we talked about this before on the show, like, you know, the Chargers are in a division where you could they conceivably have four teams with nine or ten wins, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's a, it's a good group as long as they stay healthy, obviously, but. You know, you, you put a group like that in a team that can score points and you put them in a soccer stadium, like a little tiny soccer stadium like that, it's going to be a lot of fun to go to those teams.
4: Yeah. It'll be a cool environment. You're, I think so. You talk about the Chargers. The AFC West looks to be incredibly difficult again yep. this year. And if the Chargers is as good as a lot of people expect, uh, that's going to be an even more difficult road to hoe. Let's start with the AFC. A, a little summer exercise here for Ryan Van Biver. AFC, rank the four divisions from the best to the worst in the AFC. I mean,
6: top to bottom, you definitely ASC West is an easy number one. Yep, I mean, yep. I think that's a that's a shoe in. Um, I would still go with. I mean, I'm going to put the, the North at number two just because I think there's more parity in that division. Obviously, none of these teams are probably going to stack up well against the Patriots. I mean, I think the Patriots are still the number one team, but I just don't see it. the Dolphins are better. I think they can make a run at the playoffs, but. The other two teams in the AFC East just don't quite, aren't quite there yet. Obviously, with the Jets, you know, and then the Bills too. So, um, you know, that would be number three. And then number four is uh, is the AFC South. Though I think the AFC South could maybe. I, I hate to say this, but these are. Words I'm probably going to have to eat, but the AFC South could actually end up being pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I, Listen, better. no, I
2: think I think it should be pretty good. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville's got a few things going on. Maybe and the they,
4: Colts are starting to
2: figure me, out how yeah. to put
4: together a line around Andrew Luck. Yeah. And and,
2: and, and, in, and in Houston, if they mm-hmm. got a quarterback that can play and they drafted Deshaun Watson and their, def, yeah. their defense is stellar, I mean, it could be an interesting division. Yeah, I mean, listen.
6: This is a you know this is a the, this is a Titans team that was the best red zone team in the NFL last year. The only you know only thing that kind of held them back was obviously the defense, and then they couldn't move the ball well between the twenties. But they went out and drafted Corey Davis, who I think is the perfect receiver that they need to do that to, to get the offense going between the uh, between the twenties there. So you know you take care of that, and you, you throw some of these other teams in the mix. I'm just I, you know, I was hyped about the Jaguars last year, and yeah. you know how that turned out. So we'll see <laughs> how that goes. But like, I think the AFC South could those could be some more interesting games than we're used. I, to.
2: I think you're right. And Titans just signed Eric Decker as well as their yeah. other wideout. So yeah, they've got some skilled players for Marcus Mariota.
6: Yeah, it's and it's a good team. It's a, I mean, you know, like Malarkey gets deserves credit. I mean, you know, they have put together a good team. Everyone kind of made fun of that uh, that exotic Smash Mouth concept, but. Yep. You know, it's given defenses a fit, so it's uh, you know it works for them.
4: All right, Ryan, let's go over to the NFC side, and I think the exercise is a little bit more difficult on the National Conference when you go through trying to rank the four divisions here. You can make really an argument, probably for any one of them, if you see maybe a number two team slide up. How would you rank these four divisions?
6: Well, I still think uh, I think the NFC East is probably top to bottom. the most competitive i mean i think all of those teams have a chance to be good they all have their flaws too but i mean i think that even the eagles who are probably you know just a, a few turnovers in, away from a, a winning record last year you know they, they finished seven and nine but you know a few bounces here and there and they could have had a winning record i think carson Wentz has a good bounce back here i think this team's done made some smart moves in the offseason. i love the acquisition of alshon jeffrey if he can stay you know, healthy for at least fourteen games, so that's a, a good move for them. They've loaded up on defense. I think they've got a good group back there. And then it's a, and those teams always play. I give that division credit. Those teams always play each other really competitively. And mm-hmm. I know that you know those of us who don't live in one of the the areas covered by the NFC, so we get tired of seeing those games on national TV all the time. But you know, there's a reason for that. It's not just the market size. It's the fact that you know Dallas or Washington may have a stinky team, but they show up and play and they give it, they give it a good run if, when they're in prime time like that. So that's number one for me still. Um, who I think that not totally sure about this, but I feel like the NFC South is a good number two. all those teams. Look, with you know, you look at what Tampa yeah. Bay yeah. almost made the playoffs last year. You look at what they did in the off season. I like, I love those moves. I think it's a really competitive group and you have the kind of offense. that can go out there and really score some points. Obviously Cam Newton, if he's healthy, when what the Panthers have done in the off season, the Falcons are still gonna be pretty good. It's just a, you know, there's a that's a good division right there. NFC West, I think, is maybe I might actually put the NFC West at number four. I mean, I think you've got Seattle and then I think San Francisco's far off. We talked about the Rams, they're pretty yeah. far off. Arizona, I think to me, is a little bit of a paper tiger. I, I think we're overestimating them. They've got a lot of Riding on Carson Palmer, I don't think that's necessarily the smartest strategy in the world. It seems like a team that, you know, right now looks like a ten-win team that could easily be a six-win team the mm-hmm. way things, the way the the ball bounces this year. And then I think you go to the 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 North Division there, and and you know the the Packers are obviously going to be good. I think the Lions are a much better team. Chicago is probably the weak link in there, and I'm not quite sure what to expect from Minnesota, but I think they're going to be better than eight and eight this year.
2: All right, so what's up with the tea leaves here? Uh, are we are we are we buying Michael Floyd's tea defense?
4: Cumbucha <laughs> tea
2: is that yeah. how you
4: say it? Kumbuka. Yes,
6: Kumbuka. it is. It's a uh, it's um it's some fermented tea that like I guess it has. A, I mean, I think if you compared it to like beer, it would be a very like, the, some of the stuff that where they ferment it has alcohol. It would be like a a a version a one tenth version of like a very weak beer. So okay. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty weak excuse when you look at the guy. That, I mean, he blew. A, I think of what a point five or point five five. So mm-hmm. you know that's a, <laughs> that's after. not exactly a contact. Hot. <laughs> right, you got that right. <laughs> so I, I understand. I wouldn't buy it either. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a bit a little bit like a, it was an Antonio Brown. Le'Veon on Bell that had the uh, the or no it was Josh Gordon that had the secondhand smoke argument with the yes, yes, marijuana. Test, yeah. So
2: secondhand smoke.
6: Yeah, you'd really have to be you know maybe he was if he drank six kombuchas a day and bathed in the stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't quite know how you blow a point five five from something that would have a you know like a a point one percent alcohol. So
4: well, the Bears off season was a head scratcher. It continues with what the Bulls have done here. Uh, what are people over? I know you're a, you're a football guy, Ryan. But uh, what fan base is more upset, the Bulls, the Bears, or they just say the heck with this whole thing? At least their Cubs won it last year.
6: <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I don't follow the NBA close enough to to, to really key, be keyed in on what's going on with the Bulls. I mean, I know it's sort of an aimless dumpster fire, which I guess sort of mirrors what the Bears mm-hmm. have done with you know. You look at Mike Glenn and then they go out in the draft and they, I mean at chubisky so we'll see uh you know i think the bears it could work i'm uh, i'm hesitant to say that they're uh they have a plan in place but they look a lot more like the browns to right now. Ooh
2: boy now that's us now that's a slap in the face looking like the browns <laughs> might be a slap in the face of the browns <laughs> it could be <laughs>
6: no i think the browns actually kind of have it figured out they We've do got a new, uh, We've got to have a new poster child for uh, for what not
4: to be in the NFL. And that's looking to be the Chicago Bears. Hey, you mentioned the Vikings, and we talked about Floyd a little bit. Offensive line, I was talking to uh, many of my family members are Vikings fans. I grew up in North Iowa. And, yes, they work to improve it. How much improvement do you see out of that offensive line? We know as long as they're healthy, they're not going to be the worst in the league. But if all goes well, are we talking about a league average offensive line? Just your thoughts up front there for the Vikes. I mean, a league average offensive line would be a
6: huge upgrade yes. over what it was <laughs> last year. And, and you think that they were still able to, I mean, you know, just not for not being able to run the ball at all. What Sam Bradford did was, you know, a very solid performance from a quarterback. I mean, he, Riley Rice, not the best left tackle in the league, but he's a big upgrade over Matt Khalil. I'm, you know, Mike Rimmers isn't the best right tackle in the league, but he's, you know, he's a solid guy. They, they, Alex Boot and Joe Berger, and Nick Easton in the middle. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad group, and there's a little bit of depth thanks to the draft behind them. I think that this is probably, um, you know, they don't need to be much better than league average. Mm-hmm. All right, take- because it's just it's hard to get there. So I think that you know you you throw in that and you bring in, obviously, you know, the thing to be excited about here at the running back game is they they bring in Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray in the right, offseason, yeah, yeah. and those are guys that can that can. You know, based on college tape, obviously in Cook's case, but these are guys that can can do things without you know having to have an offensive line do ninety percent of the heavy lifting for them. So that's a you know that's a real plus for them. You give them some, you you throw in some weapons. I mean, I think the quarterback question they have to resolve that after this season with you know between Bradford and uh, Bridgewater. But it's uh you know things are looking up for the Vikes. Uh,
2: take me to Kansas City. They give Andre Andy Reid a brand new contract extension and fire the GM. Can you can you explain that to me, what they're doing? I I mean I
6: don't know. You saw the report from Teicher come out this weekend. It's it's uh, you know, it sounds like there's you know, maybe that they didn't like the way uh Dorsey ran the front office and I, and the cap thing comes into play. I mean, obviously he's as a talent evaluator did a really good job with the Chiefs and I think you know to me a gm's main job is to bring in the talent you should be smart enough to hire somebody else to come in and do the cap for you mm-hmm. and work with you on the cap but uh it, i mean it just sounds like you know it, it was just an ego thing i mean and then that you see that time and time again in the nfl and and if the owner doesn't like the way the guy's running it then there's not much you can do about it i mean i i hope as a, if you know for the chiefs fan's sake that uh uh, That they still have competent personnel people in the building that they can survive the loss of Dorsey. But that's a tough thing to give up. I mean, you know, to me, you, when a guy can do what he's done with personnel, I mean, you find ways to work around that. If you can, and I say this not knowing what it was like inside the building, I mean, maybe just the relationship between him and Clark Hunt was, you know, such that they couldn't really go forward anymore and and try to continue this. Well, that happens.
2: I mean, that happens in all business.
6: Yeah, yeah, it is. And, And, you know, and it's too bad because I think this is, you know, you could see where this eventually becomes sort of a turning point for where the Chiefs are kind of going. I mean, they've done they've made really smart moves. I mean, I love what they did with Smith and Mahomes in terms of getting their quarterback situation ironed out going forward. I mean, this is a team that should be positioned to compete for Super Bowls plural over the next five years. And now you kind of have to wonder if they have the personnel people in place to, to continue that momentum
2: before I let you go, take me to Charlotte and the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton says that he's going to start to get ready to start throwing again, says he'll be ready for camp. You good with that? Or should he wait longer?
6: I think he should probably wait a little longer if he's, if he's at all on the, on the edge. I mean, you know, if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. I mean, you know, you just have to kind of pull the Band-Aid off at some point. I mean, he's a he's a big kid. He's not a, you know, and it doesn't look like the Vi- the Panthers have the kind of offense where they're going to have to have Cam Newton do a lot of the heavy lifting in the ground game himself anymore. So, you know, that's a plus. I mean, obviously I think they'll take it easy with him. They know, you know, not to, not to put him in bubble wrap, and they also know not to throw him out there if he's not quite ready to go and give him a full workload. So we'll see. He's got another month to kind of – pull it together and be ready for camp but i mean this is a panthers team that's got to be a you know they've got to bounce back this year they Mm -hmm. can't uh you know they can't be a 500 team anymore there's too much pressure on them after their super bowl loss a couple years ago
4: ryan van bibber with sb nation rvb always good catching up with you uh we will keep an eye on the off season i know we'll be talking down the line and before you know it camp will be breaking yeah, I'm
6: ready. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm going to stock up on kombuchas. I'm ready to go.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, Ryan. Talk to you, buddy. Good stuff. See you, guys. All right. See, we build him as a top comedian, and he ended the program with a grit, with a good line. So, I'm I'm down with that. There you go. Ryan gets the rim <laughs> shot. Ryan Van Bibber on the uh, NFL SB Nation on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay,
4: I'm 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 a little I'm a little chafed. Uh oh! Yeah, did you not wear undies when you're out there running this weekend? No, I I did do not that. that kind of. Chaffed. No, not that kind of oh,
2: chafed. Okay. I'm I'm just chafed over the way people are responding to two things: one, John McEnroe, mm-hmm. and two, why are people upset on Jordan Spieth and his caddy's celebration after
4: he pitches in? So John McEnroe making comments about Serena Williams. Correct. And speak in a celebration. Yes. After chipping in. Yes. I'm going to
2: have to get out the cream to solve my chafeness. We will do that on the other side. Perfect. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker, 1700.
1: News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com.
7: Can you finish this little ad phrase? There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's... Right. Most people know for everything else, there's MasterCard. But this message isn't about MasterCard. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now, here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business, sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio the power of sound
3: hi this is Jeff Peterson if you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign
7: just call me here at the station 331 9200 we're glad to share them summers here so is grilling season and red white and blue savings at the Home Depot where right now a Huntington 2 burner gas grill is at a new lower price just 89 bucks its aluminum cookbox makes for faster preheating and more even heat distribution for years to come that'll cover a lot of burgers steaks and weekends get red white and blue savings now on a huntington two burner gas grill just 89 bucks only at the home depot more saving more doing while supplies last
5: Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots.
2: You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later.
7: Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's
5: just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cool time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
3: The Western Edge has a special sweet deal thank you gift for your years of service. Right now, buy a ticket to the Big Country Bash, and the Western Edge will give you a second ticket absolutely free. Availability and time for this offer are limited, so you have to hurry. It's a special two-for-one ticket deal, courtesy of your friends at the Western Edge. But you have to hurry. Log on to 1700KBGG.com now to take advantage of this awesome sweet deal on bash tickets from the Western
1: Edge. The Big Country Bash, Sunday, June 25th at Living History Farms. Hey, it's Jimmy B.
4: a place for sports, great food,
1: and drinks.
4: Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
1: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Alright everybody,
2: welcome back in. You can always join us, 264-1700. That's 264-1700 if you'd like to get in. You know me, Trent. I, I'm, I'm like... A guy who, when people criticize something that is terrific just because they can for no stinking reason, drives me nuts. Absolutely drives me nuts. All right. Where are you going here? So yesterday on the golf course, Jordan Spieth chips in from the bunker, wins in dramatic fashion, and then people take to Twitter and other avenues saying that he didn't act like a golf professional after he made the shot. Well, he threw his club toward his caddy, his caddy threw the rake which was he was hanging onto from the bunker and they jumped in the air and chest bumped. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with that? He just won the golf tournament on a sensational shot. From the bunker. Why why are people criticizing the reaction? How old is he? 24? 23. 23.
4: Hasn't turned 24
2: yet. Okay. Re- why are they... Is he supposed to be like he's 50? And, oh, I've done this a hundred times, and so it's just no big deal, and just kind of... Golf clap. Oh. Very good shot. Very good. What the hell is wrong with people? Well, A, you always say these people. I mean... How many people is it? I don't know. Right. I've seen the reports. I've just seen it on online.
4: That's all. Is it a couple of meatheads out there? Probably, that, yeah. 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 Like, don't worry about them, Jim. Don't get your panties well, in a bunch about f- these Well, goobers get... drive me nuts. But don't let them. Don't let them. You bring these things up, and it's such a small minority of people Golly. that are really upset about it. What I saw was plenty of people saying that it was an incredible moment. It's something was. that you can't script. Yeah. The it, crowd went crazy. Absolutely. But there is a negative side. I understand this part. Not the part that you were talking okay. about. Okay. The celebration. Yeah, be excited. Yeah. But he didn't win the tournament on that shot. No, he had to wait. but He didn't win the but, tournament. And that's where I understand people having a problem all right, with it. However, once the crowd died down, and he even went with his
2: hands to say, hey, quiet, sure. quiet. All right. And then the guy missed like a 35-foot pipe. Right. Okay. So then it was over. But it was the thrill of seeing a guy pitch in from a bunker. Now we're just not talking like a bumper, uh, a a bunker shot at Beaver Creek. We're talking about a bumper. How is that bunker taller than him? Is that like uh, pretty close? Pretty close, six feet high. Yeah, yeah. The bunker he's down below six feet, so yeah. he's not only does he have to pitch it out of the sand, he's got to throw it high in the air just to get it out of the trap. And then roll it up to the cup. All right, let's roll this and listen to the announcers go crazy, too. Because this is good.
1: Right
7: at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done
1: it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
2: And Daniel Berger, who he's competing against in yeah. the playoff, gives him a thumbs up. Sure. And then when the when he walks onto the green, Berger high-fives him. Well, low-fived him. Mm-hmm. He low-fives him.
4: Because it was an incredible Because it was an incredible shot. And he wasn't hopping around the green. That's the part that I wasn't sure about. Oh, okay. Is when him and his, his caddy no, they did, did the chest bump. they're Yeah, that was down by the bunker. Right. It was right out of the bunker there. So it wasn't anything that really did disrupt him. No. No. What do you want the guy to do? I, and again, I don't get it. Don't, I don't want don't people. Let don't let like those fun. negative people get you. God, Jim, don't let them get you. They, it happens too often. Freaking wackos, go away. Right. Get off of Twitter. Well, how about you stay away from those people? Why do you follow them? They're on. The, I don't. They're on the Twitter page here. I don't follow anybody. You. you get I to follow choose you. Who you follow? Don't follow those negative
2: people. Jeez. All right. Here's my other thing. Okay. I'm not. I'm not done. Uh oh.
4: Here comes more old man Brinson. Okay, so you know me, I like my golf and tennis. Yes, you do. So, John, individual sports. Yep, because you don't have friends. Yeah, that, that, that's very, pretty much it. No, enough. Jim didn't have friends, <laughs> so he had to play <laughs> so golf and
2: tennis. I did. I played individual sports. I'm damn good at it. <laughs> so, I like that aspect. Actually, I love football and basketball. It wasn't big enough, so you had to find something else you were good at. So that's what I glommed onto. At any rate, John McEnroe who won like eight or nine majors, is in the Hall of Fame. And he's a guest on a national radio show. And they were asking him about Serena Williams. And he said she's the greatest women's player of all time. So then people went after him saying, well, isn't she the greatest player of all time? No, she's the greatest woman's player of all time, was what he indicated. And some goobers kept challenging him, and he said, look, if she played against men, she'd probably be like 700 in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just not talking a city block here. We're talking the entire world. Now, you and I have sat here, and I've explained to you that it's apples and oranges. Yes. You can't, look, way back in the late 70s, Billie Jean King who was in her prime, the number one player in the world, played against Bobby Riggs, who was like 58, okay, and couldn't run much anymore, Mm -hmm. and she beats him in this battle of the sexist match. It was sensational theater, but it's not the same, so you can't ask, I don't know why people get upset when, when he says, well, no, she's the greatest
4: women's player in the world. She's going to accept that as a compliment. Well, and you have to hear the full context. Yeah. I have it here. Okay. Are you ready for yeah, it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Go ahead. So, uh, who he's being interviewed by, Garcia Norvaro. Yeah. One, says, quote, we're talking about male players, and there's, of course, wonderful female players. Let's talk about Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. You say she is the best female player in the world in the book. McEnroe says, best female player ever. No question. Yep. She comes back. Some wouldn't qualify it. Some would say she's the best player in the world. Why qualify it? McEnroe says, oh, uh, she's not, you mean, the best player in the world, period? (laughs) He's going, what? (laughs) Yeah, the best tennis player in the world. You know, why say female player? And McEnroe comes back and says, well, because if she was in, if she played in the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. Yeah. She says, you think so? Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena's an incredible player. I do, but the reality of what would happen would be something that perhaps would be a little higher, perhaps a little lower. But on a given day, Serena could beat some players. I believe she's so incredibly strong mentally, she could overcome, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. he was he was very gracious yes. with what he was trying to explain. But you, you take this one, little, one snippet little clip and you make, oh, John McEnroe. Look, yeah. look at oh, how pig headed he yeah. is. Yeah. Come Get on. Get out of here with that. Full <laughs> context. I know. Is what you yeah. Mean.
2: Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Look, I. I just don't. I don't get it. What you you, you can't mix. It, it's not fair. It, it it's just it's just not fair. You can't put you can't put Serena Williams on the court with Roger Federer.
4: Well, and and these yeah. are the kind of you things where that. you can understand why athletes get annoyed by the media. Oh, sure, sure, with you, you stuff can, like this. You can see where this interviewer was trying to go here. They yeah. were trying to create a headline. Yeah, right? they were taking him down this road, and you can see, and even though McEnroe is in the media himself now, right. still, yep. you can see where this was going. Yeah. I had the sneaking suspicion. Didn't you say there's a movie coming out about the uh, the Battle of the Sexes? Yes, there is. It comes out this fall, maybe? Yeah,
2: I, it is, uh, on Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs, We yeah. talked
4: about it, uh, what, about a month, back, but, yeah. a month or two I back? I saw the trailer. Uh is this setting up for could be
2: could be trying to pump some uh, macro, some press
4: about it macro, well that or macaro and Serena going out there and playing
2: oh I don't I don't think that Mac would do that uh, you,
4: I just always you always got to wonder where that yeah I where don't, that money is nah, I don't I, I don't hope know. thats not the case
2: no I don't think so I it, look it's 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 one of those things that and I think you're right it was somebody looking for a headline and then mm-hmm. when he stated when when that when the interviewer asked him, "Where where is she?" and he and he said, "She's the best player on the tour," and then he even no, the best tennis player ever. ever. Yes, and then he qualified and said, "No, she's the best tennis player, female tennis player ever, 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 better than Billie Jean King, Martina better than better than Navratilova, better than Steffi Graf, mm-hmm. better than Monica Sellis. I mean,
4: the list can go better than Chris Everett. But the interviewer came back, yes. with... Talking about why you have to qualify. Yeah. It's not qualifying. It's, no, it's, it's speaking the truth. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's, it's the truth. Yeah. We're not, we're not trying to and get it's in a fight. different sports. Yeah, yeah, it is. The way the guys play it and the way the women play it, it's yeah.
4: apples and oranges. That's the only way I can say it. It's not fair. It's not. Well, how about this way? You play tennis. I do. Greatest tennis player ever is whoever you make the argument is. Sure. Greatest racquetball player ever is da-da-da. Greatest ping pong player. They're all racket sports. Yes. But they're all different sports. Yeah, yeah. Just like this. Women's tour, men's tour. Men's tour, tour, yeah. Those are different sports. Yeah. But for some people, they have an agenda. They can't overcome it. My gosh. And then it leads to these things. And then the hot take artists come out about John McEnroe and what a terrible human being he is for this. Leaves you shaking your head, Jim.
2: Unbelievable. I, I've, I I not I'm with you on I this could, one. The, I, the first one, first,
4: yeah. not so much. This one. You're with right me. There, because I saw the full context. Yes. Right. Yeah. But when you see the full context, you just are left. This is a big
2: deal. Why? Yeah. Why is this a big deal? Yeah. Anyway, uh, quick break. We're coming right back, everybody. Jimmy B and TC, Big Talker, 1700.
1: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
4: wolfconstruction.net
0: You soon. If your basement leaks or floods, or if you have mold, mildew, or a musty smell, call Midwest Basement Systems today to request a free basement waterproofing estimate. As Iowa's premier basement waterproofing and foundation repair contractor, Midwest Basement Systems will send one of their certified basement waterproofing specialists to visit your home and conduct a thorough inspection of your basement's foundation.
7: Hi, this is John Taffer from
1: Bar Rescue. I've seen firsthand what restaurant owners can do with the capital to manage cash flow gaps. Cabbage is so important. Cabbage provides lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds without reapplying. I signed up and had a decision in minutes. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 small businesses from every industry. Get started at cabbage.com slash owner or 855-CABBAGE.
7: That's Cabbage with a K.
5: Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions.
7: Get your 4th of July party started at the Home Depot's Red, White, and Blue Savings Event. Right now, you can save up to 40% on appliance special buys, like the Whirlpool stainless steel French door refrigerator, perfect for storing sheet cakes and platters. Get it now for just $9.98. That's over $700 in savings. Shop our lowest prices of the season, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. Valids 621-712. through
1: Napa know how. When you buy AC Pro Refrigerant at Napa for $33.99, it comes with a pressure gauge, quick-connect hose, and refrigerant to make just about any car cool again. Old cars, new cars, brown cars, even cars with hand-crank windows. If it has four wheels and an air conditioner, AC Pro Refrigerant for $33.99 can make your car cool. Literally. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 6-30-17
5: need more sports but you want more sports Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV call Rockstar Satellite 515-262 star call today for next day installation 515-262 star
1: Sponsored by Jersey Mike's Subs Want to win a rock and trip from Jersey Mike's and Pepsi stop in Jersey Mike's today to enter no purchase necessary Sweepstakes ends August 14th Pregnant
7: thinking of getting pregnant Enova Loudon Hospital's expansion allows us to offer you bundles of childbirth options close to home. Surround yourself in
2: comfort and calm in our new spa-like labor and delivery suites. And our new and enhanced NICU offers you peace of mind if your newborn needs special attention. We'll coddle you and your baby with exceptional care. Learn more at anova.org newbeginnings.